Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host Frank Santopadre and our engineer Frank Verderosa. And this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. And we have the author of the book, Teen Movie Hell, a crucible of coming-of-age comedies from Animal House to Zapped. Mike McBeardo McFadden. (laughs) He's laughing through the introduction of his name. That's always a good start. Thank you. Yes. Good spirits. Yes. Now, this this is something. We just, as this is being recorded, we just interviewed um, Charlie Fox. Yeah, we talked with the composer of Zapped. Just walked out oh the door. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, he was just here. And Gilbert sang three songs from Zapped, Mike. Not one. Wow. And, and I, I mem, I remembered those. I wasn't trying to remember them. I remembered those because. Uh, Did but- he? Did Charlie Fox remember them? No. There, <laughs> the, the first two I had to sing it, and then he remembered. The third one, he had no recollection he wrote it. Because <laughs> he said he writes so much. It's yeah. some of it. Also, they're the songs from Zapped. Nobody's going to remember them. <laughs> Even the composer. Now, yeah. Zapped is one of those movies, you know, all these teen comedies promise to be great jerk-off films, and they, they always disappoint. <laughs> And it's like, here with Zapped, you know, uh, 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 Scott Baio, Scott Baio, Willie Ames, Scatman Crothers, and of course, Heather Thomas. And of course, LaWanda Page. Yes, yes. (laughs) And so you've got Heather Thomas there and scenes where through telekinesis, he rips her blouse off. And it immediately flashes to some stunt hits. Yeah, you know, and it even says the first credit as the movie ends is a body double was used for Miss Heather Thomas's nude scene and photograph. Wow. Because yes. there's a doctored photograph in that. Very disappointing to you, Gilbert? Absolutely. And she had the greatest man-made breast ever. <laughs> did, did Scatman use a body double? <laughs> <laughs> He did. Lawanda didn't. I see. <laughs> well, and the flying salamis that, attacks. And our was, friend Eddie Deason's in that one, too, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. Heather Thomas was so hot. And and it's this show, in, and it's the phoniest. I hate when it's really those phony. So uh, they might as well have flashed the words body double <laughs> yeah. while those tits no, it's were face, shown. tits, back to face. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like cut the head is cut off. Yeah. A, yeah. a little context, uh, Mike, before we go into uh, sure. we, we go into my favorites and Gilbert's favorites. Please. And I knew, I knew we'd start off with Zapped because it was the perfect segue since Charles was just here. But uh, your last book, which we talked about, we had you on the show, Heavy Metal Movies. Yeah which is also indispensable, I will say to our listeners. I, in fact, I think it inspired an episode that we did. I think your review of The Wicker Man. Oh, yes, it did. That's the right. The original yeah. Wicker Man inspired an episode. The early uh, days of the amazing Colossal Obsession. Absolutely. Yes. And I should also remind people that Mike is not just the author of this book. He also works with the podcast. He also does Facebook. For us, he runs the Gilbert Gottfried uh, Amazing Colossal Facebook page. He does a wonderful job with that. Thank you. Why this project? And it was years in the making. Uh, 
I was a very horny teenager when these films came along. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High opened the very first Friday I started uh, high school of my freshman year. Uh-huh. Ferris Bueller, a film I hate as well as you. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. We'll get to that in a moment. It's nice that you that have opened that. Opened the very Friday that. after I graduated four years later. So, working my way through uh, adolescence, these were the movies of my youth. Literally, they were made for me. Literally. And you, so you just felt compelled to tell yeah, the story also of these like movies. Nuts, and uh, yeah. that's what I really liked about it. And it's a real snapshot of a time that could never exist again. Yeah, Al- although there are some. You make a case in the book. You have a, a couple of pages of of some films in the 21st century that are trying. Yeah, it's this self-aware stuff. But it's even yeah. those are like 20 years old at this point. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and American Pie and stuff. sure, yeah. sure. When when I did uh, USA Up All Night. This was like the brunt of yeah. those movies with but the with tits and ass cut out. Cut out. Sorts. They didn't even have cursing yeah. in it. But yeah. so many people, I mean, I'm I'm 50. I know I'm a spry 50. But uh, so many people younger than I am say that's how they found these films. That's where they found. I was like, why were you watching? Them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you watch that, these on Up All Night with Gilbert? Did you? I, no, at that point, I was a drug addict. So oh, okay. I was having a better time than <laughs> I was having much more fun than watching Gilbert and no tits. Got it. Boy, you don't look it. (laughs) He was was having more fun than watching you introduce Leanna Quigley. Yeah, you look like Jack LaLanne. With her clothes on. With her clothes on. Yes, yes. Yeah, you described some of these movies as, well, Gilbert alluded to it earlier. You described them as porno movies watered down for adults in the book. No, for 13-year-olds. Yeah, for for 13-year-olds. Porno movies watered down for 13-year-olds. That's exactly what they were. Because if you recall, now when I was thirteen, and I grew up in Brooklyn, and uh, you know, New York City was full of pornography. It It sure was. And uh, you know, this drove a a thirteen-year-old Irish Catholic boy quite mad. And there was no way; I was way too terrified to attempt to get into the porno theater. But once Porky's came along, I knew I could fake my way into that. So you, uh, the damage was done. You consider Porky's to be one of the turning point films. That is that is the flashpoint of uh-huh. the 80s mm-hmm. phenomenon. Yeah. See, you know, I never really got into the whole porn thing, but I love great R-rated nudity. Yes, we established that yes. in previous yeah. episodes. I, I, it, I call it Gilbert nudity, and that's like a naked girl doing her taxes. Dusting, yes. dusting <laughs> a ceiling fan on a stool. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm broadcasting from the Mr. Skin podcast studio. There you go. And there is a playlist on the Mr. Skin site called Gilbert Nudity. Did you really? Know, did you know that, Gil? Oh, yes. I, I am know. so yeah. honored. It's in Jim's new book. I am so yeah. honored. And, okay, there was the movie Private School. Sure, for girls, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe Cates, Betsy Russell, uh, Matthew Modine. Michael Zurich. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and the you guys guy, need to know your own Ray podcast. Walston. Ray, Ray Walston. Ray Walston. Yes. And it was a, a great jerk-off film with the exception, I thought they screwed up the ending so much because it was all the girls flashing their asses toward the yeah. camera. Yeah. And they were just doing like, you know, half-ass crack. They didn't. It was have literally it. a half-assed moonshot. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I thought yeah. this this could have been like uh like the greatest part of an Orson Welles film <laughs> if they had done it right. But it's like they lower it, so it's kind of like that fashion where you see some right. crack. Yeah, a little butt cleavage, yeah. How no, did, I'm with you. It's infuriating. Yeah, I hated when they did that. I'm it's, sorry, Gilbert. I want them to come <laughs> back angry. even even though they're in their seventies. <laughs> He's <now>. very angry. <laughs> Kathleen Wilhoit is among them. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Kathleen Wilhoit is in Murphy's Law with Charles Bronson. Bronson. And I always loved the description on the TV. It says, uh, police detective wrongly accused of crime goes on the lam with a rude girl. Mike, tell us something. This was interesting in the book. How did good movies like American Graffiti and Animal House open a door to, to these kind of pictures? Well, okay, so the book is basically the, the period of time it covers, culturally speaking, uh, American Graffiti in 1973 and Days and Confused in 1993. Mm-hmm. So uh, American Graffiti got it started because uh, it was a huge, a huge international blockbuster. So as a result, then... Every like you know, sexploitation sleazy B movie company said, uh, "Nostalgia's hot, teenagers are hot. We'll add boobs and we'll make a you know mm-hmm. a killing." And mm-hmm. that led to all the cheerleader movies in the seventies and stuff, which were always set in some like vague fifties pseudo haze, where like you know there'd be a guy with a big blow dried hair and the girl would have a poodle skirt on or something, and it'd be like, "Hey, let's go to the malt shop." <laughs> and um, and then Animal House is just uh, you know just a, a work of genius, and also it, what's interesting is that both those movies are set in 1962. Yeah, interesting. Which interesting. is you know the cultural moment before the Kennedy assassination and the Beatles. And so. what about a movie like Private Lessons that comes up a lot in the book? Do you also see that as a sort of a gateway movie? Well, that was uh, Private Lessons is the film Sylvia Crystal. Uh, Sylvia Crystal and uh, she is the french tutor that gets hired to move into this rich kid's house to tutor him in french and uh they fall in love and have an affair and it was a huge hit it was dollar for dollar the most profitable film of 1981 amazing and it was produced by jack barry jack barry the game show guy yes wow did you know that gil that's pretty cool yes they used their joker's wild profits to finance uh private lessons and that uh, and interestingly so the weird thing about that movie is that it's based on a novel called Philly, which I always thought was bizarre on the poster. It says Philly by Dan Greenberg, which is a kidnapping thriller, borders on horror, and it's the same plot, but they just wackied it up and they added Howard Hessman as the uh, sleazy limo driver, driver who uh, concocts this kidnapping and extortion. Scheme. Interesting. And, and I remember... This is just getting back to private school for a second, which was a great jerk-off film, but by no stretch a great film. And one review was one sentence. The critic said, Matthew Modine once starred in a Stanley Kubrick film. <laughs> uh, That's how far he had fallen from yes. private school. Wow. <laughs> but, and, and a little trivia on private school. It's technically a sequel to Private Lessons. 
in oh. no way related, but uh, Private Lessons made so much money, they hired Dan Greenberg to write a sequel. For some reason, it took him two years to write the private school screen. Well, he was probably wow. fighting himself at every turn. It was very <laughs> complex. <laughs> <laughs> and Sylvia Crystal, who plays the sex ed teacher in private school, was contractually obligated to appear in any sequels. So that's why she's in, she does her little unhappy cameo. So, so Hollywood being Hollywood, I mean, these movies were yeah. profitable. Not just the good ones like Risky Business and 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 Fast Times, but stuff like Porky's Joysticks, Private Lessons, yeah. even Hot Dog yeah. the Movie. Yes, which, which I'll would, be presenting here in Chicago in a never-before-seen uncut version with more nudity, Gilbert. Oh, oh excellent. Do tell. Now, more Shannon Tweed nudity. Now, now, then there was the movie that, believe it or not, is a ripoff of Private School. And that was a movie called um, 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 Sorority Boys. Yeah, well, that was years later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's essentially a remake of Private School. Yes. Yeah. Minus, you know, Ray Walston. So what's the point? Yeah. What about one of Gilbert's favorites, which I was surprised to find in the book, uh, Lords of Flatbush? Oh, yes. Well, I had to include that because it's it's a direct American graffiti ripoff. Yep, sure is. <laughs> and I'm from Flatbush. Right, so. right, right. And, and I know. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say interesting music in that film, too, Gilbert. Hey, hey. Oh, don't, don't encourage do you him. say? <laughs> Looks like it's going to be a very fine day. My girl is with me today looks like some real fine things are coming my way hey hey <laughs> yeah henry winkler sylvester stallone perry king perry, perry king, king what and another you, guy what do you yeah. consider to what what makes something uh uh eligible for inclusion in the book what are the what are the uh what are the components it was basically, um, I thought of it in terms of marketing. The idea was that these were party-hardy movies, so that so that it, they were made about teenagers for teenagers, and they had to be comedies, and the message, the selling point was, hey, kids, there's a wild party here up on the screen. All you have to do is buy a ticket, and you're invited. Mm -hmm. And there was a time period when there was, like, generous nudity, in movies and that was the time period when uh blame it on rio came out blame it on rio Let's talk uh, about stanley that one donnan film stanley we just lost <laughs> stanley donnan yes and, yeah. and what was her name again that girl michelle johnson she was great because <laughs> <laughs> i'm was, sure we can find her there was that and then oh, another movie with with uh, generous nudity a uh, summer lovers. Uh, yes. Oh, yes, not one, a comedy, so not in not the book, a comedy. But, yeah, the one Peter yeah. Gallagher. Yeah, Peter Gallagher and, Gallagher and, yeah. and Randall uh, Kleiser, Daryl Hannah, and right. Patricia Charbonneau. You are good. You who are I good. heard yeah. died at a young age. Yeah, mm -hmm. shortly after that, in a car accident. That's sad. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sad. That's that's really it makes it difficult when I jerk off. To oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, the things I learned in reading the book, Mike, I did not know there was a zapped two. Oh, yes. Zapped again. Uh, zapped yes. again. <laughs> and and you know who's in uh, Zap 2, much please, to her dismay? Please tell me. Uh, Linda Larkin, who plays the princess in Aladdin. 
There wow. you go. Although didn't she this, yeah. didn't you have to do, me. yeah, she didn't have to do any nudity or anything. <laughs> was Willie Ames is born again now? Did that happen? He became like a Bible he superhero. He, becomes, he does a superhero Bible man. Bible yes, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other ones that I pulled out of the book randomly because these are movies that we've alluded to on the show before. Uh, the movie Class with Jack oh, with Jacqueline yes. Bisset. Andrew McCarthy and Rob Lowe are yep. uh, and Stuart- uh boarding school kids here in Chicago. Yep. And uh, Mac- Rob Lowe's mom is Jacqueline Bazette, and she has an affair with Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. And you consider that one, and it, it was interesting, as I was reading the reviews, I thought, well, which ones does he consider to be successful films? That was among them. Yeah. No, it's a good movie. Yeah. Well done. And uh the premiere, the debut of Virginia Madsen nudity, Gilbert. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. And I got to say, Zap 2 makes yes. Zap 1 look like Citizen Zapped Kane. Zapped again. <laughs> like Citizen Zapped. Yeah, yeah okay. it is. And in that movie, none of the actresses are known, and they have body doubles. That's true. That's true. There's a split pants scene that's a body double. <laughs> yeah. They have these girls with the most obvious body doubles, and yet no one knows who the fuck these girls are. <laughs> Here's another one. What is Gorp? Because oh, I was Gorp not familiar with Gorp. terrible film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michael Lembeck. It's actually the last American International Pictures release. That's why I produced. picked it. It was the last Arkoff movie. Yeah, the last yeah. Arkoff movie. Uh it's a summer camp film. Um, just just awful. Dennis Quaid is in it. Uh, Michael Lembeck. Yeah, Lembeck, uh, son of Harvey Lembeck. Yep, son of Eric Von Zipper. That's right. And uh, does not capture the spirit of the Eric Von Zipper films, which really are the, the most direct inspiration for the 80s. The Beach Blanket movies. And, yeah. and yeah. There, there's a movie, I you'll know the title, and it's got a talented cast. It it blows to high heaven. It sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. But it's got Johnny Depp, Rob Morrow. Private and, Resort. Yes, Private Resort. And Alexi he- Hector Elizano. He- yeah. Yeah. Who's very funny in the movie. He's very yeah, good. The three of them are as talented yeah. as you can get. Yeah. But, oh, man, does that suck. <laughs> Hector Elizondo would yes. be a good guest for this show. Oh, he he'd be great. Yeah. Here's one we've talked about. We may have even talked about it with you on a previous episode, and that's, and I hesitate to call it Mad Magazine's Up the Academy because Mad Magazine had their had their name removed. <laughs> with Ron Liebman. <laughs> with former yeah. podcast guest Ron Liebman. Right, who talked about it and was great. He um, did. Yeah, I mean, an interesting film. You know, it, it definitely is a cult favorite, and people love it. Why? Largely from uh, USA Up All Night. Uh, it was infuriating to me as a kid uh, because it was rated R. I was 11 years old when it came out, obsessed with Mad Magazine and not allowed to see it. And it's rated R for no reason. No, yeah. no nudity. It was rated R because Animal House was rated R, and it was Warner Brothers' attempt to recreate the success of Animal House by slapping the Mad Magazine Presents on an existing Robert Downey Sr. film. And, Robert and they Sr. had, I think there was a whole thing that had to be cut out of the film they had a statue of Alfred E. Newman. You bet it was in William Gaines' office. Yes. It's still in the mad offices it's now still in, in the Los mad, Angeles. It's in the yeah. mad offices. Yeah. They moved the statue. But but Gaines took a coin and scratched off 
the, the, the inscription on the statue where it said Mad Magazine presents up the Academy. <laughs> he scratched off the P so that it said Mad Magazine resents up the Academy. And that Which, was the great uh, two-page parody that they did was Mad Magazine resents yes, throw up the Academy. Yes, and it's uh, when you would go into the Mad offices, there the, the statue would greet you. Now, yeah. there's a movie that basically kind of like uh, plays like uh, just your average teen comedy but ends really sad, oh, and yes. I think that's Greatest American Verge, and uh, Last American, <laughs> greatest greatest American, American Right. I'm going to make that's that. That's what I should have called the William book, Cat. Greatest American Virgins. I'm going to star in that one. <laughs> uh, no, Last American Virgin. Is that yeah. the title? That's it. The Last American Virgin. It takes, it's, it's just a wacky, it's a, you know, kind of an uptight guy looking for love his studly friend and the big fat party animal buddy trying to run around and get laid ends with a bloody abortion. Yes. Fo- followed by the most like horrifying kick in the balls betrayal of the, uh, you know, the leading lady against the hero. It ends with him chillingly getting in a car, putting on the radio and uh, just oh. once comes on by Jeffrey. Yes. Osborne. Yes. And he drives and he's crying. And as as he's crying and driving, the credits just start to roll over his face, and that's the end of the movie. It is so strange because it, it's most of the movie is your TNA, yeah, teenage lacking. sex yeah. comedy, yeah, and then it ends like that, and it's like, oh my god, I want to kill myself now. You know, it's a remake of an Israeli film. <laughs> of course, <laughs> no. it is called Lemon Popsicle. <laughs> oh, Lemon Popsicles in the book. So Lemon Popsicle was a major worldwide <laughs> phenomenon. It's, it's, that's, that's Gilbert's porn name. It's, <laughs> it's um, American Graffiti ripoff. And it's the same plot. It's three pals in Tel Aviv in the 50s. Nonstop, end-to-end pop hits playing. It was a major blockbuster everywhere in the world except the United States. It didn't translate. The two biggest markets for it were Germany and Japan. Amazing. <laughs> This is a Jewish film. Amazing. <laughs> I'll tell you one in the book that has a sad ending that's a good film is Heaven Help Us. Yeah. Andrew very McCarthy good movie, picture. Yeah. 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 Very good. Worth seeing. And uh, I tell in a little anecdote in that movie, uh, in in that review, where I got to see a advanced screening of a terrible film called Playing for Keeps. Mm-hmm. And there was a fat guy behind me. And I was like 15, 16 at the time. And he was going on about how funny and how good Heaven Help Us was. And I turned around and kind of gave him a thumbs up, and he gave me one back. It was Harvey Weinstein. Oi. Oh. <laughs> All you got was the thumb. Oh, <laughs> Consider yourself lucky. Yes. Yeah. He had directed the Playing for Keeps film that I had just watched. Yeah. Or was yeah. about to watch. Yeah. By the way, how many of these did you actually, did you watch? Did you sit down? You oh, and, I watched. You and the lovely Rachel? Yeah. You yeah. watched every yeah. one of them. How many yeah. did Dick Miller turn up in? <laughs> Well, Rock and Roll High School. Dick uh, Miller is uh, a good number of them. He's a, yeah, no, he's in a few. He's in one with a genie. I mean, he's yeah, no, I'm trying to picture. Yeah, blurs yeah. together at some point. Yeah. yeah, our friend, our friend Dick Miller. And, and it's like all of those films had a formula. They always had to have the fat party animal, right? Big fat party animal, nerd, cheerleader, jock. Yeah, and, fascistic authority figure, usually a principal. Yes. Yeah. And, Paul, and the Paul Gleason type. Yeah. Yeah. And there was uh there was a movie that was shown on Up All Night that you know terrible of course, 
And somewhere late in the movie, a guy finds a book on how to pick up women, and he reads it and becomes an expert. I was wondering if you know that one. That is not a teen movie. No? No. Uh, I can't think of what it's called. We used to have the poster at Mr. Skin. It's called it. The Sorrow and the Pity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a teen film. The poster was the guy like in a car with the book called How to Pick Up Women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thumbs wow. You got to do yeah. some research. But he was a young adult. Yeah. yeah. That we'll was an that. adult film? Yeah, yeah, he was they, in well, his 20s. Well, these are adults yeah. who are yeah. brain damaged, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going through the book for titles, and you know, you're right. Some of these could be easily passed for porn titles. The Pom-Pom yeah. Girls, Hollywood Hot Tubs, Hot T-Shirts, <laughs> Lunch Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an F. <laughs> I mean, Give me an F. I remember like, okay, that I think one. I rented these in the, in the 90s. Give me an F is the most infuriating film in the book, because that is the greatest teen sex comedy title of all time. Yeah. It's set at a cheerleader camp, it's rated R, and it has no nudity. And they squandered it. Gilbert, yeah. by the way, how did you miss being in some of these? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> and we used to show those trauma films all I the time. I hate trauma. The trauma films. Fuck trauma. Fuck trauma. Oh, tell us before we get off the topic altogether uh, why you hate Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, because he's an obnoxious prick and just this <laughs> entitled, smug, suburban shitheel from word, from the word go, who talks down to everybody, manipulates everybody, walks around like he owns the goddamn place. Everybody acts like he does. And then society responded by saying, yeah, that's cool. Thank so I you. Hated it. I was, uh, so I got to tell you, I was 17 when that came out. I was a punk rocker. I was listening to the Butthole Surfers and the Circle Jerks. Yeah. I worshipped Gilbert and Sam Kinison and Howard Stern. And I finally, watching that film, I was like, okay, now I understand what it is to feel offended. I was offended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you had never been offended before. I, never. That yeah. movie makes me angry. Furious. Because I feel yeah. like, no, this guy's a fucking asshole. He sh he somebody should uh, cut his throat open. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little severe and and i and in old fairness i i like matthew broderick i think he's a good actor we had and him I think here he's sure. a very he's nice person yeah. did us a solid but that movie was i fucking hated i have to say though john Hughes was shrewd you point out in the book that he, he changed the playing field he did he and gentrified tell us the how neighborhood essentially yeah tell us how um he 16 candles was rated pg-13 so that was uh the first thing was uh, had a very strong female mm -hmm. heroine in Molly Ringwald, which uh, expanded the audience. But it really, as I said, it gentrified the neighborhood. It turned uh, what was a wild sideshow-laden midway of of unspeakable horrors and delights into Disneyland. Right, and so and, and then it just ran out of gas. Yeah, and, and yet I suppose those played better in the Me Too era. Uh, except for 16 Candles. Except for 16 Candles. <laughs> and Revenge of the Nerds. So the book was supposed to come out a year before it did. And that's when the Harvey goddamn Weinstein scandal hit. Uh-huh. And uh, the Me Too revolution took place. And sure. I said, I can't, as a 50-year-old married man, I can't say, hey, remember those movies we watched yeah, about oh, all yeah. those cool dudes <laughs> drinking off the girls in the shower? <laughs> and, and in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. There's a scene where, like, he puts a, he pretends to be the girl's boyfriend, 
He puts on a mask and has sex, and you're going, well, isn't that kind of rape? (laughs) Oh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then afterwards, she says, uh, well, now I know. She has this great revelation where she says, so nerds are really great at sex because that's all they think about, whereas jocks are really bad at sex because all they think about is sports. And I, I shit you not, Gilbert and Frank, as a 17-year-old, I lost my virginity to a cheerleader who wanted to test that theory. Oh, my God. We're breaking news. <laughs> and was she, was she as highly disappointed <laughs> as, as I suspected? <laughs> Infinitely more, as I suspected. <laughs> We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Tell us a couple of things about uh, some of these genre. Well, I guess they're there. It's a mixed genre, really, because there's a couple of pictures in the book that are uh, have a horror element to them, like yeah, like Teen Wolf, like our friend Larry Cohen's uh, Full, Moon uh, Full Moon High, yeah. or Once yeah. Bitten. It was yeah. Once bitten, boy, that is a funny movie. Yeah, um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, once bitten, and so there are horror comedies of the eighties, of course, that are very popular. But those I thought of really were teen comedies first, horror films second. So right. that's why they made it in there. Right. And then there's stuff like Student Bodies, which is amazing. It's a parody of a slasher movie. It's Student a parody Bodies? of a slasher movie written by Mickey Rose, who co-wrote yeah. Annie Hall. Yeah, sure. Directed by. Uh, Michael Ritchie, who then took his name off it. Wow. But it is hilarious. And Jerry, the great Jerry Belson was involved in that in some yes, capacity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is it is hilarious. And oh. uh, that's really good. And there's another movie that it starred a playmate. I forget which playmate it was, but it may. And it was and also promised a lot. Could have been great. Terrible. Uh, and that was Hots. No, no, Hots is amazing, Gilbert. Yeah? Hot, yes. Hots uh, has a <laughs> which, bunch of Playboy actresses in it <laughs> yeah. from 1979. Okay. It has an incredible... So what you complained about with the mooning scene at the end of private yeah, school, yes. Hots does so right with a strip football game. Oh. Where both the rival sororities play strip football. They have to take their clothes off. And the camera, it's its a one-of-a-kind shot in the history of cinema. This is like beyond Laszlo Kovacs. Yes, genius. yes. As the girls topless <laughs> are huddling, Kovacs. the camera is placed beneath them so that their faces and their boobs are hanging down into our faces through the camera. <laughs> I will have to revisit this. <laughs> Gilbert, you must now. reevaluate yeah. HOTS. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel uh, like stars. Robert Osborne. Yeah. You're starring... <laughs> <laughs> Starring uh, podcast guest uh, D- Danny Bonaduce. There you go. Oh my God! As yes. a cool guy with long hair and you know, <laughs> plays the guitar and stuff. <laughs> I went through the book and it's it's filthy with our podcast guests. I mean, pa- yeah. Paul Sand and John Aston are in Teen Wolf too. Yes, Stuart Margolin turns up in uh, in class. Uh, they're all over the place. Tim Matheson's in in uh, what was that summer camp? The well, one, he's in Animal House, Up the Creek. No, the one before Animal House, so the one he made in oh, 78. almost summer. Almost, almost summer. summer. And have you yeah. ever done a count of how many of them had games in the title, like ski, tennis, baseball? I will now. No, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> and so many of them had some kind of sport. Yeah. 
in the title. Yeah. Well, that would have locker rooms, so that would oh, absolutely. Make some great I, I like yeah. the ones that are just shameless ripoffs that don't even try, like Fraternity Vacation. Yeah, and hot <laughs> and. And my favorite, Hot Times at Montclair High. Oh, yeah. Where there's, <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't even any pretense. <laughs> so Fraternity Vacation stars Stephen Jeffries. Oh, yeah, who, from who, uh, from Fright Night. Fright Night. He was yeah. Evil Ed in Fright Night. He was the chronic masturbator in, in Heaven, Help, Heaven us. Help Us. And he was Wendell Tavet, the nerd in Fraternity Vacation. Very good. Opposite Tim Robbins as I Larry know. Mother Tucker. Tim Robbins. And uh but do you know what uh Stephen Jeffrey's second career was? I'm stumped. He was a power bottom in gay porn throughout the nineties. Oh no. Wow. Oh no. <laughs> and this is true. He now tours oh. the autograph circuit. He Oh, I'm gonna hang myself with my belt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie where he does that. Oh, oh and <laughs> And, and one more thing, getting back to private school, there's a scene <laughs> where Phoebe Cates, I guess, was already trying to fight the nudity thing yeah. in her movies. Right. So there's one scene, she's having sex with a guy on the beach, and it is so obvious there's a, a pe large piece of masking tape over her yeah. breasts. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Phoebe Cates' nude debut, Gilbert? Uh, was was that uh, uh, parad not paradise? Paradise. 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 With Willie Ames. And do you know what country that film came from? Oh, let's see. Israel? Israel. It did. I <laughs> yes. was right. Yes. I was right. That is Hooray an Israeli. For the Jews. <laughs> it's, it's a blue lagoon knockoff, right? Yes. And, yeah. and I remember in that, and Phoebe looked great in there. Yeah, she she's uh, under like the waterfall, and you remember and, it perfectly. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> and I also remember she sang the theme song. She sure did. she sings the private school theme song yeah. too. Oh yeah, and and the the for the for paradise. It's when I'm with you. It's paradise. No place on earth can be so nice. Beneath the crystal waterfall, <laughs> I hear you call. Wow, you're going to have that composer on, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dialing him up now. Yeah. Dara fight. Well, Dara left. Dara, Dara jumped. Dara, Dara, Dara's climbing out the window. Yeah. Eight floors up. Shimming uh, down the train pipe. Somebody actually thought, well, let's rip off the Blue Lagoon. And do and yeah. make a film that's not even as good as the Blue yeah. Lagoon, <laughs> which is. Uh, I want to uh, ask about Rachel, your lovely wife's. Ra uh, Rachel had uh, did two reviews for the book. She did, yes. yeah. Foxes and Foxes and, and Little Darlings. Yeah, yeah two movies I kind of like. Yeah, I, no, I have to say, Foxes is a, is a really good film. It's good. Adrian it's smart Line film. Yeah, Adrian yeah Line. smart, uh, serious. Yeah, it, a great snapshot of sort of wayward youth in L.A. in 1980. Little Darlings, I'd like to. People ask me, you know, could any of these movies be made today? The short answer is no. You can't the make long Little Darlings. Is fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> little Darlings stars Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill as summer campers who uh, have a contest to see who can lose her virginity first. Yep. That is that is on the poster. It says the bet is on. Whoever loses her virginity first wins. Yeah. The characters they are playing are fourteen years old. <laughs> Oh yeah! But, oh boy! And, but but even and, even as tawdry as all of that is, it's it's pretty competently made. 
No, it's a good movie with good it's, performances. Yeah, and and there's there's something to it. Yeah, yeah, because, it, uh, it has some substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a slew of good movies in the book. I mean, Risky Business we talked about. Risky Dying, Business is amazing. Yeah, Fast right. Times you love, and I, you yeah. you got to t- did you get to talk to Amy Heckerling? When she was up there, I was at yeah. the uh, podcast. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. F- Flamingo Kid's a good movie. Certainly, Gregory Ger- uh, Gregory's Girl, My Bodyguard. Yeah. yeah. All these, yeah, you're you you're hitting the quality there. Frank. Heather's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because it was the, the the genre was was pliable enough that that yeah, you know, you could run the the, the gamut from uh, give me an F <laughs> <laughs> to something like Heather's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, it was kind of it was that durable. It was that moment. Yeah. When you want when you sat down to watch them, were there two two uh, two sides of the same coin? Uh, this this question. Were, were there any that you were pleasantly surprised by? Just going into it thinking, this is going to be a horror show. And, oh, my gosh, it's pretty good. Well, I had uh, actually seen almost all of them in the past. but You had. I was pleasantly surprised by Say Anything. Mm-hmm. Because I remember like not loving it and then being annoyed for 30 years by the iconography of John Cusack with the boombox. Right. The boombox. But it's a very good film. Um you know, a really good teenage romance film uh, with great performances and acting. And so that was a pleasant surprise. And on one page here, you have uh, just four of the movies with the title, with the word hot. <laughs> hot pursuit, hot moves, hot chili, hot splash. <laughs> if you turn the page hot resort there's about eight more next. i had yeah. no idea until i read the book there were like eight meatballs movies oh there are four meatballs four movies meatballs not connected right and completely except for one and three okay and, and how- th- three stars patrick dempsey and sally kellerman he plays the grown-up rudy the rabbit the rudy the rabbit the winner who was chris makepeace in the original who is a complete loser. Sally Kellerman is a porn star who dies. Of course she is. And she's going to go to hell, oh, but she I has one last that. chance. That's yeah. a, that, this was a US up, USA Up All Night classic. Yeah. Well, when you and say she Sarah- She has and, to get him late. Oh, and on the next page, there's hot t-shirts. <laughs> a Chuck Vincent film set okay. in Westchester. Is there hot kugel? Hot, hot kugel. Hot kugel. <laughs> That's <There's>, from Israel. <laughs> from, also from Israel. <laughs> there's a movie- and in the poster, it's uh, girls holding those sticks to operate a video game. They had their fingers wrapped around it, and it's called joysticks. Oh, joysticks. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Those sticks. Yes. Talked about that Now, one. did this have anything to do with, say, a girl wrapping her hand around the guy's penis? <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. You're making a leap there. Yeah. Not joysticks at all. is hilarious. Joysticks yeah. is a very funny movie. Conversely, I was uh, that was a, a two-part question. Was there anything that you thought, oh, this film has a uh, has a good reputation? I'll, I'll be safe here, and you were completely disappointed. No, that was the crazy thing. I I didn't see anything that I didn't like. Um, it, interesting. I mean, I did. I saw some terrible movies. This, yeah, there are hot time hot times at Montclair High is god awful. <laughs> hot times at Montclair High. There's another terrible film called Getting Wasted with Dennis Quaid, David Caruso, and Stephen First. I, it's it's like a, a military academy com- comedy, and I say I, I I hope every character in that movie got killed in Vietnam. Okay, so it's that set in the 60s, so, yeah. so that that one would qualify. Yeah, Getting Wasted. Now, yeah. Now, how many movies had the word balls 
and men. <laughs> but hot balls. Okay. Hot, you got, <laughs> hot balls never happened, unfortunately. <laughs> now we can do it. We can finally make the Gilbert uh, combine them. entry. Yeah. Uh, you have meatballs. You have oddballs. Beach balls. You have screwballs, beach balls, fireballs. Yeah. Um, I think that's and the balls. That's, and yeah, these, were all, these were all made in Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> Many of them are They're all Golden Globus. <laughs> well, that's... Golden Globus is who made Lemon Popsicle. Of course and they did. remade it as the last American version with oh. the same director, Boaz Davidson. Hilarious. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Sally Kellerman and, and, and Dennis Quaid. And another thing that struck me is how many good actors, how many respected actors turn up in these things. I found Slim Pickens, Diane Ladd, who we had here. Yes. Karen Black, Christopher Lee, Ruth Gordon, yeah. Robert Morley. These are all <laughs> these, Robert, Morley. Robert Morley, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. These are all uh, Slim Pickens, we want to say, appears in the film Pink Motel, which is sure, dreadful. He sure does. <laughs> he plays the owner of the Pink Motel with Phyllis Diller. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that is dreadful. That strikes you. I mean, it's like, the, yes, you understand Tim Robbins, a young actor who's, who's right. not really accomplished anything, or George Clooney turns up right. in a couple of these things. Yeah. You understand young actors trying to get a job, but what's sad is to see Christopher Lee and and... And Sally Kellerman and, yeah. uh, and sad. I don't know. It's, Diane I Ladd. find it a chuckle. What's great though is in the you know the amazing colossal universe, you have uh, Rosemary who is in Lunch Wagon. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> she is in Lunch Wagon. Joe E. Ross is yeah. in both Slumber Party Fifty Seven with a young Deborah Winger. Okay, Gil, that's for and you. And in Gas Pump Girls, where he co-stars <laughs> with Hunts Hall. Who Ooh. owns the gas station? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's there's a movie. I don't know if it's like bikini something, which there's they a must, few of those. Yeah, yeah there must be about a thousand of yeah. those with bikini in the title. And it had a uh, Frank Nelson, you know, oh, from yes. the Jack. Yeah. Be- Ooh, it's I, you I again. I think that's the original bikini car wash. I think he's in that. Yeah, I think that's the one. Or it's the Malibu bikini shop. Yeah, amazing. And thank yeah. you for putting Ron Friedman, our friend Ron Friedman's record city in the book. Oh, yes. With yeah. Frank Gorshin. video. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and Frank Gorshin is also in the movie Hot Resort, and he gets a <laughs> special credit at the beginning. He says, and also starring Mr. Frank Gorshin. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to plug the book here. Uh, Mike, it's it's a lot of fun. By the way, it's got a, uh, there's a little blurb on the back from somebody named Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yes. As well as our pals Alan Arkin and uh, Patton Oswalt. How about that? Yes. And Eddie Deason wrote a chapter. Eddie Deason wrote a chapter. Oh, former podcast guest, have, Eddie Deason. You have some wonderful contributors in there, in, uh, including Rachel, obviously. Uh, where can people get it? Uh, Amazon is a great place to get it. It's uh, 19 bucks, and you can have it tomorrow. But if you get it from my publisher, Brazilian Points, you also get a demerit badge, which is a little sort of- <laughs> You get a demerit badge. Boy Scout patch that's a pair of tidy whities and it says, I ejected from teen movie hell. Gilbert, yeah, you this, can't resist that. This is the blurb I wrote. Um, this book is good for people who like teen movies and gratuitous nudity. I am those people, Gilbert Gottfried. Well Thank put, you, Gilbert. Well put. Yeah, and I'd like to think we helped a little bit. At least we helped you with Eddie and uh, and Amy and tremendously and yeah. Arkush, right? Yeah, at least no, this we is could, amazing. The least book. we yes. could do. And let's plug your other book too, which is still available. 
heavy metal, metal movies, movies, which is right. invaluable. You, Thanks. Yeah. You you must get it. Same same deal. Uh, Bazillion Points is the publisher. Amazon is the evil corporate overlord that delivers <laughs> books to you tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, can we bill you now as we sign off as Mister Mike McPadden? Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also Mister Mike McPadden. <laughs> Special guest villain. <laughs> yeah. He Mike, was Mr. Mike McBeardo. He was yes. Mr. Frank Gorshin because he's the only one who worked before that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Night of the Comet and Real Genius, also two good ones. Great movies. That yeah. deserve. Especially Real Genius is a really real good. Special. Written by uh, Pat Prof, who we're uh, going yep. to get, trying to get on the oh, podcast. Wonderful guest. He a a yeah. funny guy. Great book. Uh, congratulations on finishing it. Thank you so much. I know much. all your projects are a labor of love, and we want to thank you for all you do for the show on Facebook. Thank you for doing the show. Which is a lot. And, and we thanks hope, for we, having me. We hope we get to see you soon here, pal. Yep. I'll be in New York showing The Last American Virgin oh. at the Alamo Brooklyn on uh, August 18th. Fantastic. Well, we'll have this yeah. up well before that. All right, Gil. And uh, we have been talking to Mike McBeardo McPadden. And the book? Teen it's Movie Hill. Teen Movie Hell. Mike, we love you. Thanks for being patient. Thank you, Frank. Thank, we you. Will, Thank we'll, you. We'll push the book hard. Thank you so much. Oh, that could be the title of a teen movie. <laughs> Pushing the book hard. <laughs> balls. Dot, yeah, dot, ball, dot, yeah. balls. And spread, <laughs> spread pages. <laughs> Talk to you soon, pal. Thanks a lot. Take care, guys. Pity those who wait, trust in love to fate, finding now too late that they've lost it. Never letting go, they will never know the ways of love. In a world that's full of strangers You've got to believe in magic Something stronger than the moon above Cause it's magic when two people fall Magic when two people fall in love